Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first episode of Kaz Parentheses Drap. That stands for Confused Asian Zoomers Parentheses Discuss Relevant American Problems. In this podcast, we will just discuss relevant topics to the best of our abilities to share our opinions and hopefully inform our listeners. Before we begin, let us introduce ourselves. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Yi Hong Pua. I'm a rising junior at Lebanon Trail. And I recently became interested in politics because politics affect everyone in America. And that's the great thing about this country is that we have the ability to actively participate by voting and speaking out. And even though I don't want to really go into politics, I think it's important for all of us to be active and be aware. So yeah, that's why I'm doing this podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Vina Ganeshin, and I attend the same school as Yihan. I will be a rising senior this year. And for me, I've always been really interested in politics and just always knowing what's going on in the world. And I personally want to go into, I just want to go into politics just to just be able to be giving my share and my part, doing my right part in the world. So let's get on to our episode. So this is our very first episode, and considering the current events going around in the world, it wouldn't make sense to not do the following topic that we're doing today. So today's episode is going to be about Black Lives Matter. And so the whole purpose of this podcast is for us to try to inform our listeners. So of course, we have to start by introducing the topic. So what is the Black Lives Matter movement? Well, um, to my understanding, the central dogma of this entire movement is attacking police brutality and striving for police reform, especially because we've seen with the recent killings of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and how they did not receive justice at first. We, the Black Lives Matter movement strives to target the disproportionate amount of black people who are killed by police and also try to hold police accountable and try to system in which so that black people do not get killed by police and any race for that matter. So I guess we discussed the movement. So I guess we can start yes. by discussing um, our experiences the with the movement, I guess. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. We can so, start, let's start by discussing. ACAB? So Vina, do you want to discuss, actually, okay. Vina, do you want to discuss like how, your first impressions of the movement? How about that? Okay. So I remember um, in 2014, I want to say it was in Ferguson where that man or no, it wasn't in Ferguson, in New York, where that man, he got um, chokehold and he died in police custody for selling um, cigarettes. And I remember all around America, like it erupted in protests and some got violent and went into riots. And I think that was like, Mm -hmm. obviously really like, I think I was like around, I want to say, that was six years ago so I was around like 12 11 and that just made me really sad because I was like at a young age and I've always like I've always been taught that we should always just violence is never the answer and so when I learned that I was just Mm -hmm. like it was one of the like it was hard for me to wrap my head around and I was like how can someone just kill someone based on the color of their skin 
And so I think that was one of the big moments where I became like very interested and kind of like an ally at like 11 years old, an ally to my best ability. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So what about you, Yihong? My experience, well, my first impression of the Black Lives Matter movement was probably entirely different from yours. I think like the first time I can remember hearing the phrase was in seventh or eighth grade. And I didn't really know about any of the police killings or anything. I just heard like the term Black Lives Matter. And at the time I was pretty like ignorant about politics in general and like racism. I was kind of like a, to like my very limited scope of political knowledge, all I cared about was like Asian problems. So when I heard Black Lives Matter, I was like, oh, that's pretty self-centered to say. And I was one of those all lives matter kind of people, you know? Oh yeah. Gross now to like to look back at it. But at the time, I was an all eyes matter kind of person because I didn't know what the phrase meant. And I, later on, we'll, we'll discuss like, what the phrase Black Lives Matter means. But um, from eighth grade to now, now that I'm in 11th grade, um, starting freshman year or so, I started to become more like politically aware, educating yeah. myself. And because like, the difference was in middle school, I went to a predominantly Asian school. So I didn't really come into contact with like a lot of different races. So I guess you could say like my school environment in itself was confirmational bias. Yeah, for <laughs> you sure. You know, where I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have like a wide scope where yeah. I could like have different perspectives. But then coming into high school, I had, there was more racial diversity at Lebanon Trail and I became friends with people of different races and different sexualities and stuff. And so I think that's when I started to become more liberal. Yeah. And so now with all of this like wider scope coming into 11th grade and with Black Lives Matter com- making a comeback again. Now I'm of course 100% an ally because I'm not ignorant anymore, I guess. Yes. And so now of course I wanna seek police reform and mm-hmm. seek racial justice. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I think just being in the Asian community, like we're always, mm-hmm. we're always just taught to have more conservative views. And then it yeah. just takes us to be like, educating ourselves and knowing what's going on in the world for us to overcome that like mm-hmm. that barrier yeah which is like I, I really like about like our generation at least a lot of us are mm-hmm. coming out of like even being from conservative families like we're mm-hmm. becoming more liberal which is really nice yeah. to see did you start off conservative or did you were you always a liberal from the beginning I, I feel like I've always been a liberal, but like mm-hmm. I know my parents when they first when my dad was here when he was like in the early nineties, he went to college here. And then my mm-hmm. mom has lived in oh, I'm from Southeast Asia, so my parents are both born in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So um when my mom came here with my dad, they were I think they were pretty like conservative. Like they didn't even let like me and my siblings watch Modern Family for the longest time just because they had a gay couple in it but I think Uh after like like urging them to watch it I think that made them like kind of liberal when it comes to like like gay couples and like black people Mm -hmm. and like race issues and like my mom's like super religious and like Mm -hmm. just like her like she's always been taught that like it's love all serve all is like what we say and so mm-hmm. I think she just realized that it was, it's better to be, like, to care about people. It shouldn't be 
a political issue. It's more of a human mm-hmm. issue, you know? Yeah. It's funny that you bring up the modern family example because I had the exact same experience when I was younger. Yeah. Because, like, you know, modern family is basically, like, a Times have changed, I guess you could say. And yeah. my parents both grew up pretty conservative being Asian immigrants. And so my mom <laughs> enjoyed the show. But whenever we would watch it, we'd have to hide it and, like, turn off the TV when my dad came in because there's oh, a gay couple in yeah. it. And so it's, like, two very unchristian things because my family's technically Christian. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess I came from a conservative background. Yeah. But now we're liberal. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, let's let's move on to our first topic. Well, first we should probably describe what Black Lives Matter means. Um, so okay. I guess if you know, I'll ask you, what do you, what does Black Lives Matter mean to you? Um. So for me, Black Lives Matter means that like the killing of Black people shouldn't be happening, especially mm-hmm. by the police who had who are armed and are constantly like over policing black majority areas and the fact that like a majority of killings of like innocent people like majority of them are unarmed and it's also being shown that like black people are 2.5 times more likely to get shot by police than white people which Mm -hmm. is which is ridiculous and on so many levels like why is that happening and it's just like the fact that we have still have race issues in America even after slavery ended like 150 years ago or more than that and then like the the civil rights movement ended like 70 years ago which is Mm -hmm. baffles me on why this is still an issue Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd have so, to agree on that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so one thing I want to discuss, though, is the phrase ACAB. So a lot mm-hmm. of people say that, and I just want to, like, inform the listeners on why that's a thing and why it's accurate. Mm-hmm. So, Yihong, you want to take over that? So I guess the first thing to discuss when it comes to ACAB is the huge misconceptions about it. A lot of people think mm-hmm. that ACAB means all cops are bad which is not what it stands for. It stands yeah. for all cops are bastardious. Is that how you say it? Um, well, it's bastards, but it's oh, all like, bastards. but it's yeah. in the sense that it's bastardious. I think yeah. that's how they say it. Mm-hmm. And that essentially means that all cops are corrupt. Yeah. And both ways, either if you said all cops are bad or all cops are corrupt, it sounds really mean and demeaning towards police officers, but the purpose of the saying isn't to say that people who are cops are bad because we know a lot of cops are good people. But the problem is the police system in America as a whole is built on a corrupt foundation. Yeah. Like many police departments, to what I know, I'm, I'm not super informed when it comes to like the history of policing, but to what I know is that the police system in the South especially started as slave catchers. Mm-hmm. to catch runaway slaves yeah right and so that in itself is already racist and corrupt yeah and moving on to more present day the corruption that we see in the police is how we have police unions and we have qualified immunity which protect police from ramifications or consequences from their actions yeah. so essentially when we say all cops are bastards 
that means that any they're a good person or a bad person benefits from a corrupt system in which they are free of consequence yeah. from crime as opposed mm-hmm. to a normal citizen. So yeah. just to clarify again, when we say ACAB, we don't mean all cops are bad people. We just mean the system is bad and needs to be fixed. Yes. Um, yeah, and also a really horrible thing that happens in the police system is that um, a lot of the times when cops want to report their fellow officers for doing something horrible or being corrupt, they actually basically just get first their request goes like doesn't happen, nothing happens with it. Second of all, they get like basically blackmailed or not even blackmailed, what's the word for it? They like get blacklisted for mm-hmm. like reporting their fellow officers and it they mm-hmm. basically are just forced to quit, which basically leads to the fact that like even the good cops, quote unquote, that do report the right. problems, they get kicked out of the force. And so like mm-hmm. then it's literally left with the corrupt cops, especially in like right. cities like Chicago, LA, NYC. Like it's crazy. Right. And then, yeah, and uh, I think that's a good... Oh, oh, oh no, continue. no, you can go. You can go. Okay, well, jumping in, I get, that's a good discussion point right there. Like, the whole qualified immunity police union situation. Do you think that the whole concept of police protecting brothers, you know, like brother protect brothers, blue bloods and stuff, do you think that's, like, a good ideology, or do you think that that should end? I mean, like, okay, I, I hate it. Like, I hate hate that ideology because like one first of all the blue flag that's actually way more disrespectful towards the american flag than like kneeling to the flag Mm -hmm. because kneeling to the flag that's a form of protest but like the blue strip on the line i mean on the line of Mm -hmm. the flag that's literally just it's remaking the flag into something that it's not it doesn't represent like the liberty and freedom that our country was founded on which is mm-hmm. which is so and people will argue with me on this but it's wrong on so many levels but also i hate that mentality because you don't see like doctors being like oh we protect one another no when a doctor right. messes up it gets reported and they get mm-hmm. disciplined or fired even in some cases so mm-hmm. It's dumb and it shouldn't be a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree on that. Like the doctor comparison, I think, I think like people might argue with it, but I really think that doctors and police should be held at the same level of accountability. Oh, for sure. Because they both hold people's lives in their hands, right? Uh Doctors there in in the hospitals, but police have guns. So why shouldn't they suffer the same consequences? Like doctors will get hit with malpractice suits every week. (laughs) Yeah. But a police officer can just escape with just like a slap on the wrist mm-hmm. killed someone like yeah. it does make sense and then also like I guess reverting back to my original question like I've seen like YouTube compilations and like this specific video where these police pull over a person for DUI take a breathalyzer mm-hmm. test and everything but then they realize it's a cop mm-hmm. and then they just yeah. take him home and I'm like yeah. oh, <laughs> how does it make sense it doesn't you, you broke the law like apparently exactly. that's a legal thing Cops can protect other cops from for, from crimes like that. And I'm like, uh-huh. what? He was drunk. He could have put other people's lives on the road at risk, but he has no punishment. 
exactly because like, he has a badge right it's it's dumb yeah, the badge the is not a shield exactly but it's treated like one it should, yeah yeah and, and that like, is why ACAB <laughs> for real um and then like I know a lot of people these days are calling to defund the police and mm-hmm. so how do you feel about that personally well again same with ACAB there's a lot of misconceptions about it and okay. I still don't have a full understanding of it but mm-hmm. again to my own understanding defund does not mean abolish let's mm-hmm. get that clear those people don't want to abolish the police because then we just go into anarchy wouldn't we but defund the police just means that police departments in cities around the country receive way too much funding mm-hmm. way too much of a portion mm-hmm. of the city budget and we the police receiving that will not seeing any changes you would think with all that like financial support they would be better but no so what defund the police is calling for is to take away some of the money that is going towards police departments and reallocating them into other programs city programs that would address crime address mental mm-hmm. health to decrease the crime rate because the whole purpose of the police system like helping like funding the police doesn't do anything but help them catch more crime it doesn't mm-hmm. help solve the issues of crime it only catches the criminals yeah but instead of just funding police we want to fund other programs that would address the causes of those crime to decrease the crime rates mm-hmm. rather than increase the arrests yeah so what 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 are your opinions on defunding the police i personally love that idea because i read a statistic somewhere that one in four shootings by police was towards a person seeking mental health. And so instead of mm-hmm. having police officers go um, be dispatched towards mental health issues, I feel like when they defund mm-hmm. the police and reallocate that towards social services and people that have actual mm-hmm. like psychiatric like experience and they they send those people out towards um, for people that need mental help. The the whole violence, like a fourth of the violence from created by police, is just dispersed because mm-hmm. they don't have pe- armed people going out and shooting them because they feel like they're in danger when in reality they just need help. You know, right. and mm-hmm. then also. Um, like redistributing the wealth uh, that police officers are not even police officers, police departments get and putting that back into the community. It just creates a better lifestyle for everyone around. And a lot of the time mm-hmm. people don't commit crime because they want to, they commit crime because they have to, whether it be right. like they have to survive. So they have to steal food from a grocery store. Like, maybe Mm -hmm. there should be we should be looking at why is it a problem instead of like what is the problem you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so and that same like mindset of looking at the cause I feel like there's a lot of people who need to have that kind of mentality because I've seen like when it comes to the whole Black Lives Matter discussion people bringing up black on black crime Mm -hmm. and I'm just they just they just say that they just say the statistics and I'm like you you don't look at the root you don't look at the cause yeah because with systemic racism you have a greater proportion of black people living in poverty who have to resort to crime. But by re defunding the police and reallocating funds towards Mm -hmm. social services, 
we can help address why, like we can address the socioeconomic status of mm-hmm. black people, especially in the inner cities yeah, and decrease crime by increasing their economic power, getting them jobs mm-hmm. so they don't have to resort to crime. And also, and then also, Oh, oh you go, you go. <laughs> okay. So also with the whole defund the police idea, I see like people who are opposed to it questioning the move, like black lives matter, defund the police saying, Oh, you have like, opposing ideas what's it going to be do you want to increase police training or do you want to get rid of their funding because you can't do both at the same time right Um, but I think right there that that's a good point mm -hmm. it's true like oh how are you going to increase police training but defund the police at the same time my answer to that is we should stop police training being done by police departments Mm -hmm. you know you know how they have police training for each department like I I've seen great ideas on social media where police officers are trained at college that way it's unbiased mm-hmm. it's not done by the department so like what um an idea that i saw was that police officers have to get a degree in criminal justice mm-hmm. at a college and i think that yeah. that's great and that's a much better idea because then you don't have them training at specific police academies so the police departments don't need all that funding and mm-hmm. then we can also defund the police at the same time to address other issues yeah so that that point that's where the hypocrisy mm-hmm. that's where we dismantle that yeah. so anyways what were you gonna say um i actually forgot what i was gonna say oh wait no no no. i also saw this thing online where um they have iq caps on mm-hmm. the people that can be a police officer so mm-hmm. basically what they'll do is like they take like a test and if you score too well on the test um in oh. some departments you can they can deny you being a police officer and they say like oh. smart people quote unquote like they won't follow orders well obviously right. they're not going to follow for um orders that are like corrupt and mm-hmm. like not okay so that's my that's, take that's on a good it. point i haven't heard of that yeah. before that's <laughs> that's pretty shocking um yeah it was some guy he I forgot his name but he came out it was on Twitter and he came out and told about how he wanted to be a police officer but mm-hmm. he's apparently too smart for it so dang that's because yeah yeah I remember reading about the psychology test where they like showed how he, people will take orders even if it results in pain in other people yeah. What was that? Do you remember that? I remember reading about it. I forgot the name of it, but someone can look it up and figure it out. But that <laughs> makes sense because someone who is too high of an IQ wouldn't mm-hmm. take it to hurt someone else. Yeah. So that's shocking. Know. Another reason why we say ACAB, I guess. <laughs> For real. Um, right. Yeah. And then don't okay. even get me started on All Lives Matter, like right. ideologies. And, mm-hmm. like, obviously, like, the Black Lives Matter, they obviously think that all lives matter. But the All Lives Matter movement was basically to say, to, like, to spite the Black Lives Matter. And a lot of people, like, have joined that because they, quote-unquote, don't, like, they don't identify or they don't relate to the Black Lives Matter because they're white or they're a different mm-hmm. ethnicity, which is, like so dumb because like your white lives and like minorities that are higher up on the food chain quote-unquote food chain um Mm -hmm. (laughs) are they matter obviously but they're not getting killed for the skin their skin color yeah Mm -hmm. 
So that's mm-hmm. it's so dumb. And I think the fact that like people even have to say like all lives matter just to feel like they're included in a like in a movement just like you're privileged so stop right (laughs) like the fact that you don't need to have a movement is the reason like is a privilege so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a good point like people getting upset by the term black lives matter and wanting to feel included that's the opposite kind of feeling you should be having Mm -hmm. like it's great you're not included in this because you're not killed for the color and mm-hmm. I guess I guess my role on this podcast is breaking down misconceptions because I'll break down the misconceptions with All Lives Matter now, I guess. So yeah. when we say Black Lives Matter, we don't mean only Black Lives Matter. I used to think that. I used to think, hey, why are we being exclusive to Black people here? That's because Black Lives Matter isn't this huge statement. It's specifically addressing Black people being disproportionately killed by police officers. Mm-hmm. And then people will bring up the argument, oh, white people get killed too. Well, yes, white people do get killed by police, and that's a bad thing. And if you're against that, you should support the Black Lives Matter movement because we're addressing police brutality. Mm-hmm. But the problem is Black people get killed for the color of their skin. Exactly. White people don't. Yeah. And you can argue they, that they do, but let, let's be real, they don't. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's a huge stereotype in this country, racism, that we're taught that Black people are criminal, Black people are thugs, Black people are violent. Mm-hmm. We're not saying things about white people. We see white people as like the top, if you will. We're, we live in a dominant society. So why would someone, why would a police officer kill a white person for the color of their skin? That's just, that's just not what happens. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. people saying all lives matter don't really get that. And yes. if you do say all lives matter, you better mean it. <laughs> like I know the majority of people who say all lives matter are conservatives or people who are against LGBT, or who are Islamophobic, or mm-hmm. people who are pro-life, or should I say pro-birth, mm-hmm. you know, or they are people who victim blame, or people who mm-hmm. question rape victims. Like, do you really mean all lives matter? You have to really, like, if you say it, think to yourself, do I really think that? Or am I only saying it to demean the Black Lives Matter movement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, the fact that, like, they have this need to, like, constantly put down minorities, even by, like, mocking, basically, their their movement and their, their fight for mm-hmm. racial justices. And it just makes mm-hmm. me, it makes me so sad that our, our world has come to, our country, not even the world, our country mm-hmm. has come down to this small little idea is that it's either you're racist or you're anti-racist and you can't be neutral about it and the fact that people are trying to be neutral about it makes me so mad I don't know Mm -hmm. it's so dumb and also yeah and also when it comes to the all lives matter I see a lot of like other minority people saying it as well especially Mm -hmm. Asian people oh yeah let's let's get into that I think when I think minorities, they say all lives matter because when they see Black Lives Matter, they don't feel included. Because yes, other minorities are oppressed as well in this country. But now is not our time. Exactly. There's a time for us to stand up for our own injustices. But right now is the time for us to stand with 
our fellow black and brothers and sisters yeah because if it wasn't for the civil rights movement like people that immigrated here past 1965 would not be able to immigrate here right or they wouldn't have as good as a quality of life yes and black lives matter isn't targeting every single racial injustice it's just specifically black people being killed by police more and Mm -hmm. as like other minorities yes we get killed by police but not to the same extent that black people are being killed and so it's important for us because regardless of what your view is if you're racist or not no one should be getting killed for the color of their skin and if you don't support that movement especially if you're a minority you're in the wrong that's all i have to say yeah and also like I don't understand why a lot of like Asian Americans, especially in our community, like mm-hmm. have that feeling of superiority than Black people. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially when you have like such great people. Like, I've seen it a lot in our school, and mm-hmm. like especially when you have such great people in our school that are not only Black but are smart, just as smart as we are, and. Mm-hmm just as kind and loving and amazing as every one of the people in our school I don't understand why we have this need to just because they're black to put them down and to not support them when they need our help Mm -hmm. which is I don't it's really messed up how we Mm -hmm. have a lot of Asian Americans have this mentality that they're better than black people Yep. So I guess that leads us into our next topic, which is Asian American, Asian American people's role in the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think that we're kind of in a unique position Mm -hmm. because of, you know, our our standing, especially a lot of us being like model minority, which will be our next episode, by the way. But yes, um, I've seen way too many Asian Americans being silent about this issue. Mm -hmm. And it's so bad to watch it's upsetting it is seeing like asian americans posting their everyday selfies on instagram dogs mm-hmm. doing whatever just ignoring the issue at hand mm-hmm. and it's it's a it, it's really bad it's upsetting because unlike we're people of color we should stand with our fellow people of color especially black people but obviously there's reasons for why asian americans in particular are silent we can get into that I think number one reason is, I guess what we can talk about now is the anti-blackness amongst Asian Mm -hmm. people. So do you want to talk about anti-blackness that you've seen in your Singaporean life, I guess? Um, So first of all, in Singapore, there's like barely any black people. I don't even Mm -hmm. can recall like a black person that I know in Singapore. Which is, mm-hmm. like, it kind of makes sense because, first of all, Singapore is a very, like, it's either you're, like, it's either you're, like, East Asian or you're South Asian. There's literally no in-between. Like, there are, like, mm-hmm. a handful of white people. So, it's an Asian majority, um, it's an Asian majority, like, community. And the fact that Wait, what was I saying? Oh, so, and then so a lot of, like, people haven't seen Black people until they come mm-hmm. to America. I At least I think. And so a lot of the ideas that they get are from the media and from, like, 
their religion and from what they just hear on the street and from what their parents tell them. And so obviously, mm-hmm. like, it's under, it's not understandable, but it's also kind of understandable where a lot of Asians get this idea that they're better than Black people because that's all they've mm-hmm. been told. But I think it's our job, especially from children of immigrants, that we educate mm-hmm. ourselves and we don't have that same mentality because we have moved mm-hmm. to America a literally a cooking pot of diversity and the fact that we can't get along and the fact that we can't seem to comprehend that black people aren't aren't like the criminals that our parents were taught that they were which yeah. just makes me like angry it makes me so angry that a lot of these asian americans either they may be like not racist and they may be like have black friends but the fact that like they can't educate their family and they can't have that conversation with their parents about of a racial injustice mm-hmm. okay. yeah that's my take on it yeah my take pretty similar too but I guess starting from my take actually is from like entertainment industry wise mm-hmm. as well like we as American raised children grew up watching looking at rap music and stuff and I know a lot of Asian Americans who really want to be black you know mm-hmm. like they try to they try to adopt the um, African American vernacular <laughs> I know a lot of Asian people who say the n-word mm-hmm into Travis Scott and all those other rappers I don't even know their names <laughs> and, and then like if you're a lot of Asian Americans they love to leech off of African American entertainment mm-hmm. and culture but then they don't want to pay it forward mm-hmm. by defending them when it matters mm-hmm. you know if you listen to any ra- African American rapper we're the n-word which is wrong mm-hmm. but if you do you better be standing for Black Lives Matter I've seen way too many people being silent about it who do all those things. Mm-hmm. And that's just wrong. And also, us growing up in America, we have been around Black people more so than our parents mm-hmm. in Asia, right? Yeah. And so we they're just people. They just happen to have a different skin tone. Mm-hmm. So I just don't get why some Asian Americans can adopt the belief from their parents that Black people are inherently bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess... I can discuss my own personal experience and my parents' experience right now about that. So my parents grew up in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. They're Chinese Malaysian people. And Chinese are a, min- a minority in Malaysia compared to the Malay people. Mm-hmm. And they're in a unique position in Malaysia because the Chinese are the economically dominant race in Malaysia. Don't know why. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So when my parents came here, I was, hey, I'm a minority, but... I'm better in my country. How come black people aren't here? And the thing is that like, they're just people, a lot of people just aren't educated about the systemic oppression towards black people. Mm-hmm. Like black people didn't come here by choice. They came here forcefully by, I mean, they didn't come, they came against their will, have lived in a white dominated society that doesn't want to see them succeed. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they aren't able to overcome the oppression and barriers mm-hmm. because compared to America, Malaysia, my parents' country, is relatively new, where the oppression wasn't built up against the Chinese minority. So of course they're able to succeed, but not in America, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. But then the problem is a lot of Asian immigrants 
teach their kids that idea that, hey, if I'm a minority, but I am able to win, how come black people can't? Mm-hmm. And that all ties into the model minority, which we will get into. But it's just Asian American, us as first generation immigrants role. We really just need to educate our parents first, argue with them if you must. You know, it's yeah. uncomfortable, but you really need to get into those conversations because there's too many Asian parents and kids who think that black people are inherently lower or worse, which is mm-hmm. so wrong, so upsetting. And we need to dismantle that internalized racism. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my Yes. And going off of that, I just want to say we can't make change in this world if we can't make changes in our own households. So to my fellow Asian Americans who have very conservative parents, please talk to your parents, have that awkward conversation because at least you are attempting to make a better change in your life and you're striving to be a better person and a better ally to the Black Lives Matter movement. And also to build off to all the people listening, if you have not, I would really encourage you to watch the Patriot Act with your parents, both the episode about the broken policing system and the episode about why Asians cannot stay silent. Because if there's anything that's going to change your parents' mind, it's, it's the Patriot Act. <laughs> yes, I love Hassan Minhaj, like one of my favorite comedians. And I love his show, Patriot Act, because... It does such a good job on introducing and explaining the like general like horror atrocities in like not even just America but in around the world. So there's a little mm-hmm. like if you want to like educate yourself further, watch those, which are yeah and really good yeah. I yeah. and if our Asian parents. If our Asian parents are going to listen to anyone, it's going to be a fellow Asian. So yes. please watch those. A with fellow your Asian who's married and has a kid. Right. Yes. So he understands your shoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think. So, well, I guess this discussion concludes our episode for today. Yes. It ran a little long. Um, but... Yeah, much longer than we were expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all of our episodes will be 40 minutes from now on. Maybe. Who knows? But, well, thank, thank you to anyone who's listening. It's probably most likely our friends, but if this goes any further, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, these were just our opinions. Don't take our word um, full face value. Make sure you do your own research. Develop yes, your own opinions. Please, please educate yourselves. Yeah. This was only like the tip of the iceberg, our discussions. We are not even fully educated ourselves. There's always more to learn. So mm-hmm. do your own research. Yes. And... I guess to close off, I just encourage everyone listening to be good people, support Black Lives Matter, and don't be a jerk. Yeah. Basic yeah. moral of the story. Yep. Yes. Well, um, yeah. So this has been the first episode <laughs> of Kaz Drap. And I hope you guys come back to listen to our next episode, which will be about the model minority. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.